Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. It's Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. Ebro in the morning, Laura Styles, Rosenberg, no, Macklemore. Macklemore. That's right. Ben. Ben, the ben. new album available yes. this Friday. Yes. Uh, four songs out already. Um, I saw the joint you did with Premiere. Yeah. I saw the video. Yeah. Before I heard the song, I saw mm-hmm. the visual and reposted it right away. Thank you for doing and that. And people fucking were happy to see you. We're fucking people who still had problems with you from winning a Grammy were right. like, nah, 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 bro's back. <laughs> no, right. song's great. Like, yo, I, I was mad at him for the Kendrick thing, but nah, it's all good, bro. This is fire right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Primo, pr- Primo produced it or did the scratches? No, he did the scratches. Got yeah. it. Who produced so, it? Uh, Buddha on myself. Got it, okay. So how did you feel uh, when that song hit and the, and, and the kind of the feedback you got? Like, how does it feel to be back outside, I guess? It felt great. It felt great that people still value that texture that type mm-hmm. of record, those types of raps, primo on the cuts. Like, I sometimes I'm like, I don't know if there's still an audience for this, you know, or if yeah, the audience is yeah. still like the only audience is like, yo, but we're still bumping Mob Deep. Like, we're not listening to anything new, you know, like we're still back in, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So to have a record that sounds like it's from that era that I grew up in with my hero, Primo. It's great. And then to actually rap and to remind people like this is what I do is always a refreshing thing. But I've known this is what I do. And this is like, this is my wheel. Out of everything that I do, out of all the different sonic textures that you're going to hear from me all over the place, the most ADD ever, this is the core of what I do. But isn't that sort of the fundamental conundrum of Macklemore, the artist? Yes, And you and I have been like for a long time dealing with this because I always knew what you were like as a person. We we knew what you were like as a person. Right. And we could see that the records were so big that people were losing sight of like how much you cared and that you want. So you came here, you freestyled me, you did all these different things to show people. And it seemed like the second they got, people got the opportunity to kind of come after you for Mm -hmm. one slight Good intentioned misstep. Mm-hmm. It was like everything you tried to show people didn't matter, and all they seemed to think about in that moment is these pop records you What's had. What's the plight of the white man? White man's burden. I tell you this all the time. Rosenberg goes through the same thing. Like you know what I mean when, when in our society where you know um, white men have been dominant in right. all facets of life. Right. When there's an opportunity to get at them, people are gonna take it. Right, and that's a thing. So you became. This, and it happens to Roseburg, happens to other white dudes I know, especially in hip-hop, which is definitely controlled. The narrative is controlled and the music is controlled by black mm. artists, black media, black these things. There's an individual where it's like, ah, I can't get to these other white people I dislike, but now this white guy done <laughs> fucked up. So everything I'm feeling, yeah, ga, 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 even ga, ga. Even though people liked the songs, it wasn't like they didn't and like And they like you. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's been a, it, and this is going to sound cliche. Because this is this has been something that's been challenging for me yeah. over the last decade. Right. You know, particularly when the shit popped off. I'm like, yo, but hold up. You guys don't even know who I am. Like, <laughs> let me let me be seen for what I actually right. am as a human being, not for, you know, because your little cousin likes this song now and now I'm not cool. Like, hold up, right. but what about all this? Right. I've been doing So do you this regret forever. do you have any regrets about Thrift Shop being no, sort no, of the no, big no, impression? No, 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 no. My kids are straight forever. <laughs> Off a thrift shop. I give a fuck about a comment section on the internet. My family is good for life, bro. That's for pretty life. Good. That's pretty and good. You know what? It has been it has been a challenge in times in the past. I think where I'm at now is like my my journey is to not care about what other people think about me and to let my heart be the gauge. That's my that's my journey on this earth. I think that's all like turn the noise off. Let me get centered in the heart. Let me get centered in the breath. Let me come from a real place. Let me be genuine, authentically myself. And however they perceive me is none of my business. And the minute that you realize that 
this is none of my business. Whether they, they love me or put me on a pedestal or whether they hate me and want to tear me down for whatever reasons, that's their work. Art is subjective. It's a beautiful thing. You can like me, you can hate me. I'm going to keep doing what I do. And the minute that I let that outside perspective influence me in the studio, that's when I'm failing at my job. Right. And I can't show up in 100% authenticity because I'm thinking about somebody else. I'm trying to appease. I'm trying to people please. I'm trying to be liked. Is that part of, is the people pleasing and validation directly related to your addiction as well? Because it often is. Yeah, I mean, that's a great deep question. No, I, I mean, I'm yeah, no, I mean, yes. I mean, when I, when I go through like, you know, doing step work, people pleasing is definitely a character defect. You know, I want to be, um, I think we all have a natural tendency to want to be seen, to want to be understood. And the minute that something blows up like Thrift Shop did, or, or you know, yeah, really Thrift Shop, and that narrative becomes somebody else's, um, that's a relinquish, you have to relinquish power and control that you didn't really have in the first place. That's right. Um, so for us that aren't as um, aware of the step thing you're talking about, and I didn't even, I told Rosenberg and Laura before you came in, I didn't recall the addiction yeah. part, but I saw an interview you recently did. Yeah. Uh, where you were talking about during the pandemic, mm -hmm. you relapsed. Yeah. Alcohol, um, correct? Alcohol. No. Pills? No. Something else? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I would love, I didn't know that a part of your story was initially, even when you came on the scene, was this human who was overcoming these addiction challenges right. and trying to tell the whole story. Right. Um, and a holistic story and share. And, you know what I mean? Which in itself, not all artists in any genre, have to peel back their layers to create, right? Some people, some many artists get to go and they play. walk in the studio and they're like, "Here's a song today," or they mm -hmm. they walk in the studio and put on a mask, right, and get to play another part, right, or, or be another person mm -hmm. that they're not. Yes, you came in the game being the trying to be the truest form of of a human that you could be, and and running from demons, and you know, and then the world kind of falls on top of you in a world that you love, which is hip hop. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that was its own challenge, but then the pandemic hits. Mm. Um, and so I would love to hear a little bit more about being this truest form of yourself that you're articulating right now and what that pandemic setback was all about. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic hit and immediately my disease in my head was like, yo, this is what you've been waiting for. Yeah. Like, all bets are off. Like, this is basically like, no man's land in terms of time, this oh, linear wow. sequence of time, like it doesn't really matter anymore. Like doesn't you're count. just, doesn't count. This doesn't count right now. Immediately, that mm. thing kicked off. Now, how far in the clear were you <clears throat> in your program? Did you feel like you were tempted even at that point? No, you no, were, no. You felt completely I, removed. I was straight. Like, I was straight. I was great. I was going Your to, addict was to, dead. To, gone. No, 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 no. That motherfucker's never going to die. But, um... <laughs> No, I wake up with it every day, untreated disease of addiction, alcoholism. Like every day I wake up with that. What am I going to do about it? It's a daily thing. But yes, I was feeling good. Right. And I had my like safety nets in place. I'm straight. All of a sudden the pandemic hits. Those meetings go away that I'm, that I'm used to going to multiple times a week. That community, mm -hmm. that sense of place, belonging, people. The online meetings weren't doing it for you? Physical touch. Give, us, give somebody a hug. It's great to see you guys. If we were on Zoom right now, this... This is completely different. Yeah. This right. conversation's completely different. I don't feel your guys' energy. You know what I'm saying? I don't get to, you know, see what type of jeans, you know, Ebro's wearing. Same one. With the vans. Same one. Crispy. <laughs> Same one. I don't get to see, you know, there's something about the physicality and sharing that space, particularly with something spiritual. Yeah. Um, and recovery is something spiritual. So take that away. My disease got louder, louder, louder. Finally, I'm like, dude, summertime. I'm home anyway. Tour got canceled. Fuck it. And the minute that I hear that, fuck it. No, that fuck little bad. voice. Fuck is bad. That's the national anthem of the attic. Yeah, the fuck, fuck it. it. And, um, and, it was, and it was on. And so you're sitting here today, new project Friday, Ben. Yeah. Putting your real name on it, which yeah. I'm sure has something to do with, once again, back trying to be the most honest, transparent form of yourself. Yeah, I, I think like part of it... You know, I named the album Ben partially because of that and then partially because I can't name albums. But like, and that's just my name. But like, and that's probably more of the answer than like this shit that I've been telling media, which is like, yeah, you know, everyone's like, it's so personal. I'm like, yeah, you know, I really try to go there. I, guess. Like, I just been doing what I'm doing. 
I'm just I, being me. I'm just being me. And right. like part of the means of it's not some like, you know, this isn't a, a calculated attempt at talking about the process of making art. It just so happens to be my attempt at making art, which is a process of figuring out why I'm here, who I am, what I'm struggling with. Like all of those things that like the, the page has been my therapy since I was 15 years old. Like that's that was my mirror. So none of that has changed. This isn't more personal. This isn't less personal. It's just the same process of um, excavation to try to get to the spirit. That's it. I just saw a really beautiful video of you asking your seven-year-old. Sam, seven already? Seven-year-old yeah. daughter to be the director for No Bad Days. Yeah. It was super sweet. Can you tell me the story behind it? Yeah. Um, you know, I got a lot of kids. And if they're going to be in my house, <laughs> I'm going to put them to work. You know what I'm saying? How many um, you got? I got three. Three. Got three. It. No, she, um, her name is, is Sloan. And she is, uh, she's a creative. She was on the road with us when she, from the jump, she was uh, out in Europe. She right. was, um, you know, wants to be a singer. She freestyles. Like, you know, we put, I put on a beat the other day, not even like, all right, we're about to rap or, or, or sing or whatever. And, and she just immediately heard the beat and just went in. And I'm like, oh. This, this is what it's all about right here. Um, and I watched that creativity. So she's had a massive hand at just, you know, throwing out ideas and critiques and being in the studio and listening to songs. And I was like, I never have seen a, a video for this song. I don't know what to do. And finally it just, someone said something and it struck and I was like, we should have Sloan direct it. And, um, you know, we had a lot of fun. Video's finished, she did a great job. And it's, and it's funny though, cause I'm like, my reservation with it was putting your kid on the internet, right. which which I put her on the internet yeah. before. My my middle daughter does not want to be on Instagram. She's four years old. She's like, don't don't put this on the internet. She wants her own thing. I'm like, say less. Yeah. Um. But with Sloan, I'm like, my life is is her life. You know, we live together. That's my daughter. So she's we bring unfortunately like. Macklemore stuff is in the house all the time. We have meetings. We have uh, people through the doors. Like, she's a part of it, whether she wants to be or not. And she wants to be a part of it. And I'm like, well, the negative side of social media, the comparison, the ego, the likes, the algorithm, the whatever, the followers, all that, the bullying, all of that. What if we started talking about just the creativity because all of that is a byproduct of art, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the the music business is really just music. Like, actual making content is is art. Let's get creative and make something, not with the intention of, of likes or followers, but just with the intention of making something. And I want to be able to foster that. We're in a new age. Like, I think if we protect, like, think about the, the parents that protected their kids and were like, yo, you're never going to be around boys. They what what happens? Like to find out what what, this what happens? Thing was all about what happens when finally you know? Yeah, yeah. Then you have no you've you've had no conversation around it. That's right. You've had no preparation. I think it's important to to bring her into the process, and she loved it. Yeah, and it's really about you know with the kids, it's always about like identifying their interests and seeing right. if you can you know feed those interests in some way so they can continue to discover themselves, continue to discover the things that they're good at. And, you know, being good at something is something we all, you know, uh, we all cherish, right? right? When you find that thing, you're like, oh, like people told me I was good at this. But Whatever that, yes, that thing is. Yes. But, you know the, saying, but, how do you, but how do you not allow that to turn into a thing about validation? Right. Because I've seen children Yes. Get amped off the likes. Yeah. I've seen oh, it hits yeah. them like a sugar rush. And that's scary. Yes, it is. It's dopamine. You're like, oh, I got mm -hmm. the spike. You know, this thing went, you know, we went viral. All of that is the spike. That's what TikTok is playing off of is that, you know, we're going to give you one. We're going to let you, we're going to let one go, go and hit a couple million. And then we're going to give you 15,000 next time. You're going to keep wanting to post. You know, it's mm -hmm. like they're doing this. Sloan doesn't even know about likes. She doesn't know. Really? And not That's yet. Awesome. And awesome. that will be a slow introduction to like, I don't know how we'll get there. We don't need to get there today. Right now, she's 
the director of the music video. Well, and also, too, you know, I have an eight-year-old, and she has an Instagram account. It's she private. does? Yeah, but it's private. It's her and her mom. You know, they, she, she'll yep. be like, hey, Daddy, I posted a photo or something. She doesn't know about likes or something, right? Um, or she just sees, like, her friends and family, like, in the comments or whatever. Right. But she doesn't really know. Mm -hmm. I've never heard her once say. It got 15 likes. Never, not once. Right. Um, but I think some of it is also based in um, when you're talking about validation is... What's going on? It's Ebro, and I have a question for you. Do you want to make mealtime easy with delicious recipes made with fresh, wholesome ingredients delivered straight to your door? Sound nice? No line. No hassle. Just great-tasting meals you can whip up and enjoy in the comfort of your home. Let me tell you about HelloFresh then. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from for all meal occasions, lifestyles, and preferences. Take your pick from meals like soy glazed salmon with rice or mushroom. Mushroom and chive risotto. Picky eaters, beware. There isn't a meal you won't like. And with the simple, easy to read and follow instructions, anyone can make these meals. I've actually tried that soy glazed salmon with rice. Amazing. Everything was delivered to my door fresh. Cooked it real quick with simple to read instructions and devoured the meal. I went crazy on that too. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Ebro65 and use the code Ebro65 for 65% off free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Ebro65 and use code Ebro65. 65 at checkout for 65% off plus free shipping on America's number one meal kit. I want to do commercial. Do a commercial dude. for the podcast. Like he what? wants us to do this commercial for the podcast. Like what? Like I, I say, like, my name is Barack. Yeah, my name is Danny. And when does the show come out? Every Wednesday. What kind of podcast is it? What company? I don't know. He's f***ing around. Current events, comedy. No, it's, like it's a hot... 97 podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Hot 97. <laughs> Blazing hip hop and R&B. Yeah, podcast yeah. too. And then that's then that's the commercial. One listen and you'll be glad to know we don't ever plan to stop. Bad business with Barack and Daniel. Have you as a human being gotten the validation and the love from your community, from mm. your parents, from and mm -hmm. did that start at a time that was formidable for you where that's what mattered the most. Yes. When you were three, four, five years old and the people that are basically God to you right. feed you every day, make sure you have clothes on your back, right. were they giving you the love? <clears throat> or were you looking for something that wasn't there and then the moment you got a chance to get out in the world, you were like, I need validation because mm -hmm. I never got it before. Yeah, You know what I mean? And I think some of that as parents... We have to, that's where you got to be on your square is making sure that your child knows that you're getting the love and the things that you need in the home from the people who are there with you day in and day but out. But it's an impossible task because you can also give too much and then they're seeking it's balance. out. It's about balance. It's, uh, what I'm saying is it's, it's about balance. It's balance and gonna, it's a prayer, bro. Our, our kids are going to nah, all be in therapy over things that we did yeah, unintentionally. Like, I don't know if it's a prayer. With good it's, it's only a prayer if you're expecting to be perfect. If you're expecting that there's a singular right answer, if you're expecting to like absolutely get it right as a parent, you're not going to be perfect. Right. And that's OK. As a child, you're not going to be perfect. That's OK, too. Right. Like we're imperfect humans. And I think the sooner we accept that, the sooner we stop putting this weight on our shoulders, as you just articulated, it's a prayer. What do we? What's a prayer? Like, no, we just walk through this together. I, we got I, each other. What I'm trying we, to say you is, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a day in and day out. Same way Macklemore came in here was like, yo, every day I wake up and that motherfucker is in the back of my head. Yeah. Everybody's got a motherfucker in the back of their head. Now, some people it's affecting more than others. Whatever that burden is. Motherfuckers got it. And the sooner you understand that everybody's got some shit, literally, everybody's got some shit. And the sooner you could tell that to your child, like, yo, don't feel no type of way because we got some shit that we got to deal mm -hmm. with, the sooner they could be like, you know what? I wake up every day. We got some work to do. Let's do the work. I got people who love me. I love them. Right. And we can we can figure this shit out. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying there's a right answer because there isn't. There's about it's about balance and shit will get fucked up and we gotta figure that shit out, bro. But it is hard though. It is hard. You're completely right. And it is hard to because I had a mom from an early age that was like, yo, you're amazing. Like that drawing, yep. Let's mm -hmm. print it on a t-shirt. Let's give it to our relatives. Like we we had the family reunion popping with like, you know, my own merch, you know, at the age of five. Right. Wow. And my mom really drove that in. My dad 
very different, very different dude. You know, worked five days a week, was in the was in the yard doing his yard work. You know, we played a little catch, but like there wasn't that like very different than my mom. And I think that part of it was like I got that, you know, that people pleasing thing from my mom because I'm like, yo, look at what I made. Look at what I made. Mm. And you got to be careful with with the kids, you know, the the good job. I mean, even with my son, he's a year and a half, year, year and a half. I'm like, you have to be careful with the like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. look at what you did again. Because then when those applause go away, then who is he? Mm-hmm. Then what? And the applause right. will go away. And the well, applause and will go away. And, also, and who are you? And also some of what I'm hearing is you probably wanted some of that from your dad. Absolutely. That's what you were saying. I'm like, but so I got So it wasn't balanced. Right. It wasn't balanced. It was mom gave a bunch. Everything. Dad gave nothing. Yeah. And so or very you were little. probably in the yeah. back of your mind like, yo, dad, what's good? You, Mom's, that's my mom. Of course she loves it. But dad, what's popping? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? The same way, like, you know, I talk about Issa a lot. Issa will be, draw something. She'll be like, dad, which one you like? And I'll be like, ah, they both all right. But do you like it? Mm. What do you think about it? Because if you like it, it don't matter what I think. Right. Because there's a lot of things me and I'll be like, nah, you said that's trash. She'll be like, nah, this is fire. Yeah. And that's what you want. That's what you want. By the way, I got to be honest. Issa's an unfair conversation. (laughs) She's kind of a mutant for how emotionally mature she is for an eight-year-old. I've never really met an eight-year-old. Am I lying, Laura? No, no, no. I've never met an eight-year-old. So she's already smarter than Ebro. She's parenting Ebro. He doesn't even know. The other day, she was like, Dad, don't forget you have a call at five. (laughs) She's on it, On it. I just feel like you end up, you know, I I found myself in 12-step before Mm -hmm. and still. And... And found other people there also who literally, like, I'll hear people tell stories of their parents being terrible. And I feel guilty because I'm like, my parents were great. Yeah. And I'm still here. My, my, my mom was incredibly, oh, my God, my dad was having me wrap the Super Bowl shuffle in front of everyone. You're the best. But thought I was great. Now, granted, he never showed up to any of, like, my games or anything. That's not what dads did then. Mm-hmm. This new era of the Macklemore Ebro yeah, dads yeah, yeah. who it's were different. everything. Ricardo. It's a different, yeah. like, that wasn't that era. But I still feel weird because I'm like, my parents were on point. And I still am like, give me validation. Yeah. I need it everywhere. You know? Well, because now you're looking for it because you got so much from there. You're like, now, okay, now I want it from another another place. But I, I don't know. Once again, I go back to balance. I go back to, like, if we're being on, like if we're being truly honest, I know you well enough to know your dad and your mom. And without putting all the business out there, I could probably run through a few things where I'd be like, oh, they fucked that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for not getting specific. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but I'm just saying, like, but were they amazing and they did their best right. job? Yeah, they did their best. They did their best. But that's the piece. The piece is us all taking a step back and going, yo, everybody's got some shit and that's okay. Yes. It's okay to be not having it all together but we're having that conversation in 2023 right yeah like my dad wasn't having that conversation in the 80s that's right what what like we weren't having that conversation five years ago or 10 years ago the good dad era started in like oh five I swear to God, up to like 2000, your dad came home from a work. This is not racial specific. No. This is like American. Yeah. Your dad did work. He came home, he talked to you a little bit, blah, blah. I'll, see you th- I'll try to make it to the next game. I'm going to be at the yeah, next yeah. one. And it's just, this is a different era. Well, and hopefully it'll be and, and better. And it's also, too, situation. Like, it's very, there's some people who still live this reality, by the way. Of course. They, they, they're in their domestic dynamic. There's these gender roles that are yes. very specific. And and specifically men who think all I need to do is pay the bill, sit down at the table and eat, leave me the F alone. Well, and, right? too, like and some of them are just too tired. Let's not forget, both of you who are talking about being like the modern day super dad, you guys are both well to do. You are able right, to have, have time, time when you can yeah. turn off. Mm-hmm. Some some dads are just getting, it's, well, no, it's true. Ben, you, you guys are in trouble though now. Huh. You guys are outnumbered in that house. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to three. Yeah, yeah, You went to three. Oh, yeah, you guys yeah, no, are dragging you guys right now. No, it's a wrap. Yeah, no. But you have two daughters? Yes. Okay. Two daughters, one son. But hopefully we're getting better. Like, hopefully we're evolving as a society. Like, yeah. the conversations that I'm having with my daughter, I'm taking what those conversations that my mom had with me when I was growing up, where I was like, I could really, like, confide in my mom and tell her my truth and even the shit that I don't want to say I can tell her like I remember losing my virginity and like going 
going to my mom. She was the first person I told. And like, because she'd been talking to me about sex since I was like, I don't know, 12, 11, 10. Like it wasn't a taboo conversation. I had a, I had a, a closed mouth confidant that I could confide in. And I want to feel the same way with my kids where they can come to me about the hard stuff where they're like, you know what? We have an emotional relationship with dad where we can really go there and talk about our feelings. Because I don't know if I had that when I was growing up in the same way. And do you have a good relationship with your dad? Yeah, I love my dad. My dad's great. My dad's a byproduct to his dad who had five kids who went there in the war and done and you know, like <laughs> motherfuckers are trying to survive. Yeah, yeah. You know, different. like now it's we're different. like, okay, who are we? Like, let's discover what makes us, what are these feelings? What are these emotions? Like back then it was like, yo, we don't got time. Fuck your feelings. I got five kids, you know, like my, my grandpa didn't have a well-paying job. Like, you know, it's. Well, and their hard work. Are, is what allows you to be in a place where exactly. like, I want to look at my feelings. Yes, right. exactly. Because you can you grew have up a creative yes. career. Right. So my dad's grinding five days a week, waking up at five o'clock in the morning, getting home at 6.30. Like, yeah, I saw him for an hour and some change. But he created a life that was sustainable for us. Like, thank you, you. When you try to, and for people watching you or following you, when you think about everything that causes you to relapse, right? Mm. And you're going through your steps. How much of everything we're talking about, whether it's your relationship with your dad, lack of time with your dad, the validation thing you guys are speaking about, um, how much of that plays a part, right? Because I've, you know, I guess I, I'm lucky to have healthy addictions today. You know what I mean? Where I'm on a, riding a bike yeah. 150 miles a week. You yeah, know what I'm I saying? saw that the other day. That scared or, or me, like, bro. No, his you on the scary. side of the road in the rain, I was like, we can't. No, his, no. His, how much just, he rides is But, you crazy. know, or going to the gym or trying yeah, to focus yeah. on my diet. And I, there's times like where I have downtime, like, yo, if I wasn't really focused on work, these things, what would I be doing with my, like, what? where would my mind take me? Yes. Luckily, since I'm 15 years old, I was showing up to a radio station, doing a radio show, putting a mix together, having to go to a club. Couldn't go out and do stupid shit because I had to be at work or school the focused. next day. Like I had, I had a, these marks I had to hit. Yes, right. And here, which you, you continue to hit your entire life. That's right. part so of who you are. So you talked are. about the pandemic. Yes, remove these markers. Right, right, right. Removed your yes. Like boom, yes. I gotta be at this meeting. I can't fuck with this stupid ass shit that keeps pulling me right. down. I gotta be somewhere. I gotta be on tour. I gotta, yep. you know what I mean. But all if you don't have those things, structure. all of a sudden you start to. Structure. So how much of that is in your mind when you're when you're fighting these demons? I think that part of the the beautiful part about working a 12-step program is that it gives you structure. Like addicts, we have no structure. It's like we wake up and the first thing is like, what do I want today? You know? And I can't wake up like that. I have to wake up with like, all right, let's we, we have some things mapped out here. Right. You're, we're not freestyling our way through the day to just see how we feel. No no no, 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 no. I can't do that anymore. I w can I just pause real quick and just say one thing? It's cool to hear that you've been doing some 12-step stuff. I don't know what that looks like. We have never talked about that. No. but I was going to tell you after, but then I figured it was coming up, and I keep like getting close to mentioning it, and I'm like, I want to be able to talk about it. So at this point, why not just say it? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the honesty. And, um, you know, I was on Fallon last night, and they posted the clip, and I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning today, wide awake. And I, and I go on the gram and I look and I don't, I'm not like a comment dude. I don't look at comments unless it's around recovery, you know, for the most part. Um, and only on my own page, really. I, I keep all the rest of it out, but on my own page around recovery and, and, and other stuff, but particularly that, cause I, I read things and I'm inspired by, and someone was talking about the tradition of, of our program of the 12 step and that you're breaking the tradition by talking about it. Mm. You know, because the 11 tradition states we should be, um, anonymity states that we should be at the level of press, radio, and film, keep our anonymity. And Even though the 12th step says that you should then be giving it on and passing it on to other right. people. Which is very complicated. And this was like written in the 40s without like a massive opioid epidemic. So that is it sounds like yeah. he's being updated. The 11th well, step right. is a problem. <laughs> well, I'll say, I'll say this. The 11th 11 tradition is something that th there's, some, there's some controversy around. And I was just thinking today that we are in a place where I don't need to mention what program I'm in. It's a 12-step program. It doesn't matter which one I'm in. I'm in a 12-step program. I was a teenager like, yo, I can't get this. I can't figure it out. I was a 20-something-year-old, like I, in mid-20s. 
I can't get this. I can't figure it out. I don't know what to do. I had no idea because no one talked about it because you're supposed to be a secret. Right. How If I get something that's changing my life, that I believe to be the truth, that I'm like, yo, this is really how I don't need to go out and promote it. But if I don't talk about that thing that has changed my that is not only changed my life, but has quite literally saved, saved my life. Right, right, right. I'm not up here. You guys do not know who I am. If I'm still alive, you do not know who I am and you have never heard my music. And if it is not for the rooms of 12 step meetings, straight up and down. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Listen, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one -on -one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? He's on fire. And never go online without using ExpressVPN. It does not matter who your internet service provider is. ISPS in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for not using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash ebro, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash ebro. Expressvpn.com slash ebro to learn more. How many times have people thanked you for talking about it? All the time. Right. All the time. Because when we talk about it, it lessens the stigma. And then when we talk about it, Rosenberg, can, I can talk about it, and then Rosenberg's like, you know what? I should just fuck. Well, I've been thinking about saying it. Know, I'm going to say it. I always it. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go deeper because Rosenberg, and, and it keeps going. Right, right. When I also right. notice a hesitation, like you had this kind of like hesitation right. in talking about it, which is probably because you're some sort of judgment or yeah, any I've, 11 I've, step I've, or... I've, I've, I've always come close to talking about it and not talking about it because I know not so much because of the idea that you're not supposed to talk about right. it though I wouldn't specifically talk about it but more so because yeah once people say that they go well, what was your problem right mm. oh what were you doing let's try to right you know like so that that's the or or that's your fear or that's my fear but that, that's what I'm projecting yes um but I agree it's it's I always, I remember when I first went to a meeting and they were like, we are not, you know, radio, television, blah. they specifically say radio. And I'm sitting there like, guess what? Do they know that I talk about everything radio, all TV, the time? Yeah. Yo, funny story too. First meeting I ever went to, my life was in complete shambles. Yeah. And I showed up to that first meeting. By the way, people rarely show up to their first meeting in a great space. That's true. No one shows up like, you know what? I just need to self-improve. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go to this 12-step meeting. You show up because you're... There's nowhere left to go. Yes. And I walked into the first meeting. It turned out to not be the meeting I wanted to go to. I realized after first meeting, I'm walking out the door and some guy comes up to me and is like, yo, can I get you some music? I was like, oh my God, oh. 
No. By the way, which is it never happened again. It no. was a crazy oh, violation. Because uh. you'll see people who are uh, of notoriety in meetings, and you can't go up to them and be like, "Yo, I, I saw your movie last week." Like that's just not what you do. And it scared the hell out of me because I was so scared of anyone hey. knowing. Of course, no one really cares about me that little old me that much anyway. But addict talking. But um, after that, it never happened again. And I saw people way more notable than me walk into rooms. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's a life-changing experience and a life-saving experience. And, and it can get you to the point where you actually are grateful for some of the addiction problems you had. Absolutely. Because it's, it's what helped you find... a means in which to figure out what's going on. A lot of people don't are never figuring out. Right. Because the drugs and the alcohol are a symptom of something much right. bigger That's right. that needs to be addressed. I want to just share one story off of that because this is, this is the testament of recovery to me. Ryan and I got our studio robbed. It was after the heist. And how ironic! And everything got robbed, like guitars, uh, amps, uh, hard drives, like everything, gone. We go out. The cops aren't doing shit. You know, like they're like, "What are we gonna do? We're gonna go find some, you know, hard drives and guitars." Like, yeah, like we know. have footage of them and whatever. You know, one of them was in a red jacket. So like we go out to the streets. Like this is my wife. Like you know, she's like, "Oh, they got me. I'm about to go get them." So she goes out with her own girl. Is in Seattle. Is in Seattle. Hometown. So it's they like, find, we know everybody. Yes. Let's go find Yeah, our shit. I mean, yeah. And we find the dude at a bus stop, red jacket, you know, someone calls the cops, they arrest him. It's the guy, he's got some of our stuff. Now it was like four dudes, so, you know, and this was like 36 hours later, it's been pond or whatever, but some of it. And the cops were like, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to send him to jail or you, you want to press charges or should we give him, you know, defer him to drug court where he can go get rehab? And of course I'm like, you know, drug court all the way. Um, you know, have a lot of close friends that have gone through this program in Seattle. Beautiful thing. Gets people into treatment. Gets people help. Not just like, okay, now we're going to put you in a cage for a while and we'll bring you out and then see how you do. So fast forward. I'm coming off of a relapse. This is years ago. And I'm in my, my home group and I'm sitting there. I'm broken. I'm crying. I've had to tell everyone that I've done this thing again. The guilt, the shame, all this thing. This dude, this dude comes up to me after the meeting and he's like, yo, can I talk to you for a minute? And I'm like, oh, man, I can't deal with the rapper right now trying to, you know, get me on a on a mixtape or a feature. Like, what? I, I can't hear somebody's, you know, I'm like, yeah, give me, you know, I'm talking to my friends. I'm like, just give me a minute. You know, he comes back over a couple minutes later. And he's like, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, alone. He pulls me in the side of the parking lot. I could tell he's nervous. His, his hand's shaking. He reaches into his pocket, pulls out a piece of paper, says his name, and is like, three years ago, I was the person that robbed your studio. Mm. And today I have two years clean. I have a life. I got my family back and I'm on my ninth step right now. And I just need to make an amends to you for what I've done. And I was just like, Lord, man. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I burst into tears. I definitely cried. It was definitely a moment of like wow. the power the power of restoration, mm. but we don't give people that opportunity. We don't give that people the, the opportunity to change, to evolve, to grow because they don't know how to do it or they don't have the resources to be able to afford a therapist. Well, and this and is free therapy. This is free. Am I right? You are. This is free therapy. No, you might therapy. have to donate a dollar if it's in your pocket. You don't yeah. have to, but if you can. But if you can. Well, we live in a society, and Roseberg and I were talking about, you know, politics like we do. Um, we live in a society that doesn't want to do the work. Right. Right? So people complain about home, you know, Homelessness, people complain about, you know, addicts, people complain about oh, yeah, yeah. poverty, people complain about all these things which are systemic right. and are the result of a society that just has some areas we got to fix, right? Completely. But mostly, it's faster to just get rid of people. Absolutely. Get them out of the way, right? Lock them up, send them somewhere, uh, let them die. Yep. Right. And that's what our society does. Yep. And 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 the process of doing the work, when you look at a, a city like San Francisco, who's you know, or Los Angeles, trying to figure out how to find places for Seattle. people to live, yeah. that the prices have skyrocketed, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. That process is not pretty. Like you guys talking about going through the twelve step. You said when you show up, 
It's not you're not showing up because everything's all good. You're showing up because you're fucking broken. <laughs> right. Our society is broken. Yes. Bro, you want to want a great example of it on a deep level? That's so that's such an example of it that I'm nervous to even bring it up because people will shame me for even bringing it up. The way we collectively treat R. Kelly. Yeah. Oh shit. Fuck him. He's gone. He's dead. Take his music away. He doesn't exist. Okay. Totally. Get it. What he did was heinous and awful. He's also a victim of abuse. Absolutely. He's also someone whose issues we at least need to talk about so we can try to make... Yep. No! No, no, we need to bury him and pretend like it never, never happened. was here. And then we don't grow from it, right? At all! Then we're just like, R. Kelly's Waiting a bad guy, one. how could he do... Like, I used to work in the juvenile detention facility in, in, in Seattle, or outside of Seattle, and when I was in college. And when I would read those kids' case reports, bro... Like 90-something percent of the time for a sex offender, you go and, oh, you're like, oh, that kid raped his, you know, oh, God, you know, stay away from him. Like, he's, you know, he's that guy. And you open his case and you're like, oh, yeah. From his, a house. His parents were, were, were literally pimping him out when he was six years old. Or, like, this happened to him. We're all just byproducts of our environment. Mm -hmm. So hurt people hurt people. Abuse people abuse other people. And... It continues until we heal, until we actually work on systemically changing what's going on. And wanting to do the work and knowing that the work is generation. Like, we don't get to do the work you guys are doing in your 12-step program, the work I'm trying to do with my daughter and my family, the work Laura's doing and bring her family together and your fam everybody's trying to do. Next year, we're still working. Yes. When Issa's 18, I'm still working on trying to make sure that I'm not like my dad. Right. Right? We're, it's forever. It's constant. Yes. It doesn't, and that part, and you could apply it to something simple like going to the gym and eating right. That part is the piece where we all falter and need to help each other, mm -hmm. pick each other up, figure out, you know, uh, systems and, and markers and ways to keep ourselves on task. You know what I mean? We can't just wake up and be like, fuck it. You can't do that really in any aspect of your life if you're trying to get a result. Right. Just wake up and be like, I don't know, fuck it. Yeah. Not no, I, I lived that way for a really long time. It did. It didn't work for me. Yeah. It didn't work for me. It doesn't really work. That's the, no. the honest answer. We, I, I know we got to wrap in a minute. Um, we didn't mention same love at all. Did like that is that a is that a real point of pride for you and do a lot of people come up to you and reference same love because like right now it seems almost like so trite and obvious like oh pro gay everyone's pro gay when you drop that song and it was playing all over the country it was a pretty unique situation i always got really emotional when i heard it i always thought it was really touching yeah i mean same love is dev i mean even yesterday at fallon someone that was the work for the show came up afterwards and it's like I walked to that song. My, me and my partner got married to that record, and wow. we, we walked to it. So, um, yeah, that, that must hit you every time when people use it at their wedding. Yeah, <sighs> it does. And you look back, and whenever I'm thinking about a record, it's like, what am I scared to say? Okay, let's lean into that. Like when I was in the third grade, I thought that I was gay. That was not a bar that I wanted to to say. <laughs> I didn't want to like like the like yo yo John Blaze right here. John Blaze. Yo, hold on, here I go. When the, I was like, in third grade, yeah, I thought that I was yeah, gay. Like, like, what kind of bar? Yeah, is this? I mean, and like, but that in the third grade, I thought I was gay. I told my truth. You know, like, I don't know. I had to start the song somewhere. And it was from my own perspective. Like, I can't speak for anybody else. Right. I can't. Right. I couldn't share what it was right. like to, to be gay and to go through that struggle. That's not my struggle. But, like, I can speak about mine. And let me do it in a, in a way that, um, that is authentic. And Ryan really pushed me to speak from that perspective on that record. And I'm super grateful he did. And I think that, yeah, there's... Art is supposed to move people. It's supposed to move spirits. It's supposed to make us dance. What, whatever it's intended to do, like, I'm trying to get back to that place because I think in 2023, we are running the risk of losing a bit of the magic that makes music what it is by the way that we are incentivizing artists to create. Mm -hmm. Like, I was thinking about it today. I'm like, I'm going to Sway 
after this or something. And sorry. Uh, no, we love Sway. That's my brother. Sway, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Huge competition. Everybody's fine. <laughs> no. Um, so I'm going to Sway after this, and I'm like, Sway always asks me to rap. Like, every it'll be like 7 o'clock in the morning, and, and right. Sway's like, and we're putting on the beat! You know, like, and I'm like, yo, I'm, I want to go there today and rap. I've had no time to rap in the last six months of this rollout because I literally have to create content for TikTok, for reels, music videos. Pre like the amount of work that goes into right now promoting to, to hopefully, content, yeah. to hopefully catch the people that even like your music, eyeballs and attention is so much work and i mean you know there's what is it a hundred thousand songs uploaded every, every day every day yeah every day every day every day to ds but this is what the people wanted i was thinking about this yesterday i remember a time this is what the people wanted no barriers to entry right they wanted no barriers well, we got it. get the gatekeepers out of the way yes right. get the politics out of here yes. fuck these people yeah fuck them all get yep. them out of here we want yep. everybody to have everything we've been they screaming want, it everything they for want a long time they want it give it to them getting it now and now you don't know which way is up right it's and, and no one knows but this is the point i don't make 15 second songs for a reason mm -hmm. i don't make seven second songs for a reason I by don't. nature i am a storyteller yeah. i can't tell a story in seven seconds but there's people who want it there's an audience who want absolutely it and sure. there's no problem with that but the fact that that is our metric of success and that is how we're then deciding what goes to radio and what we're pressing the button on and what's popular and all of that i just get a little bit i think there's a positive side of getting the gatekeeper a, a balance right yeah it's because it's, it's balance well, it's also about tapping into people who know the difference between fast food that and part. great food. That part. I, that I understand part. people love fast food, man. Yeah. But there's a reason why nobody rates McDonald's as the best hamburger, and that's no shade. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a dumbed-down, you know, uh, lowest-common denominator. Yeah, and you can't eat it all the time and, and be healthy. And people right. like it. Yeah. But... It's never graded as the best, and because the best is is something that has craftsmanship. Right, it's taking time. Right, you didn't you didn't listen to it one time, and necessarily it didn't you didn't know how to use it and make it a part of your life. Maybe mm -hmm. on the first time, or maybe it did hit you that one time when you were with all your friends or at this party or whatever, and you're like, "Yo, this is my shit." Yeah, nobody knows this song. I was driving my car, and it just you know. So, um, Macklemore's your joint with uh, Premiere. Um, you specifically in here talk about your heroes mm -hmm. and addiction yeah. in this song. Um, and, I, you know, I would love, in Seattle, you know, I remember spending some time up there. There's, it's been progressive for some time with regard to, like, having an area where people who suffered with addiction, I, I forget the name of the area that was, like, uh, uh, an area where people were just kind of like trying to figure out in the city. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that if the city is still like that. You've been there your, most of your life, I believe. Is the city Seattle still like it was twenty years ago with regard to trying to help people? No, God, no, not at all. No, 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 no. We have no mental health. We have no treatment facility in King County. King County is our county in the city. We have right. no mental health state funded treatment facility so with the with in the, the middle of a of something this is this is we're not talking about we're talking about an epidemic yeah not a pandemic of the moment but an epidemic that isn't getting worse and fentanyl with, is and getting with worse generational issues in a city yes that has had addicts and yes trying to figure all it out that for a while we've been on dope and here we are um without any resources so yes absolutely it's gotten worse um and I bring that up because there's been so much real estate success in S Seattle. There's been so many corporations, major corporations that have brought their hubs to Seattle. Right. That have changed the dynamic. So I, I, I point this out for a reason because everybody thinks that the solution is just get money, get real estate. But that doesn't actually, once again, address doing the work of fixing the systemic generational problem. Right. Completely. And often it gets it gets ignored and pushed to the side because everybody's getting money now and the rich and the elite don't have to deal with it. And you know way. what? As long as we get, you know, the homeless people away from our doorsteps where we have to go, where we have to walk and we don't have to see them, 
then it's okay. And it's like out of sight, out of mind. And that's and, how you, that then ends up being Gotham City. Where literally the rich are just on the outskirts, hidden right. up in their houses. Yeah. Scared. Try to run into the city, catch a show real quick, jump in their cab again and leave, whatever. Scary. Yeah. We just, I, I think there's a lack of empathy. And I think that that's part of why talking about the disease of addiction is important because we don't have compassion. We don't have empathy for one another. And I think now more so than ever before, because addiction does not discriminate. It touches everybody. The chances are someone that, you know, someone that's going through it or, you know, someone in recovery. Chances are. Yeah. Like I mean, family, like friends, like close, close circle, you know, someone now, but Again, we're slowly coming out of the shadows. We're slowly um, lessening the stigma. We're slowly getting to a point where we're like, you know what? Yep, it's me. And if I have a good run, I get another 40 years. If I have a good run, who am I trying to protect? This? For what? If I can go and tell, if I can go and say, hey, this saved my life, and that maybe affects 10 other people. That's pretty great. What's more important? Potentially saving face for how I'm going to maybe be judged or actually speaking truth that maybe might save somebody's life like it saved mine. You're right. I am a hero. That, that, and that's that what I'm new project, at. Ben, <laughs> from Macklemore. Let's get to heroes. Yeah. DJ Premier Macklemore, man. It's good seeing you. Great, seeing, Great you, man. seeing you, guys. All right, man. Take Always. care, man. Give it up one time. Macklemore. Yeah, Ben. It's Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. What's up? It's your girl, Billy B, straight out of Brooklyn. Check out my episode of Four Minutes of Fire. Four Minutes of Fire. Okay. New music premiered every month on the 4th. Billy. Love. Love. Roses are red, bitch. I'm Big Billy Blue. I be on my shit. Give a fuck about you. Watch how I move. Got these bitches confused. They can't step high step. They can't do what I do. Riding my dick, but you ain't making payments. Four bitches Minutes of Fire. A Hot 97 podcast. Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stow. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This